What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the Firewall Podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest of cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? And LeVon Maynard. Welcome to the show. What is going on? So welcome to Monday's episode. Definitely continue to tune in. Uh, Monday and Tuesday are our topics. Wednesday's our discussion. And then Fridays, uh, we talk about everything else. We call the weekly rundown, some games, movies, books, all that stuff. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe. I finally said it at the front of the, uh, the podcast instead of the back. So <laughs> without further ado, I'll give it a shot. All right, everybody. So this uh, this article is actually from the hackernews.com. And actually, our, our, our favorite, I would say, because we do so many articles by them, Ravi Lakshmanan. Uh, wrote this one and it's, uh, it's titled Facebook detects 400 Android and iOS apps stealing users login credentials right so uh, meta platforms right on Friday disclosed that it had identified over 400 malicious apps on Android and iOS right so Ryan can't just say it's just Android okay it was Android and iOS because I know how you get down right um, but uh, the apps were listed on the Google Play Store, Apple's App Store, and they were disguised as photo editors, uh, games, VPN services, business apps, and other utilities, right? And so what they do is they get people to download these, and they're stealing their credentials, right? They're stealing their login credentials when they when they use these to, uh, when they use the, uh, what is it, use Facebook as an option, you know what I mean, to log into them, um, which is not what you want, right? But like, here, here's the thing with this, right? And I've always thought about this and, and reading this just kind of confirmed it for me. This is always the risk you take when you do this, right? Um, you put it in somebody else's hands. Unless you control these things from start to finish, like you don't know what's happening with that data, right? Um, even with some of the measures you can do to, even with some of the measures you can do to verify that, you know, it's a legitimate company or whatever the case may be, right? There's always a rogue person out there doing something, right? That you never know whoever was uh, was working for this developer could have been doing this and it just got by, right? But I would honestly think that before these tools get to Google and iOS, uh, the Google Play Store and the iOS Store, that there would be a little bit of a, there'd be a little bit of a verification on their end as well, right? Like I wouldn't think that they would be just allowing whatever to get on there. There'd be some type of backing of this, but um, but they give some numbers here in the article, right? So 42.6% of the rogue apps were photo editors, right? Which I don't understand because almost every camera on every phone now has a photo editor you can use, but maybe it's just not good enough. You know, I'm an old fuddy duddy, right? Like I would probably still use Polaroids. So I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But 42.6% uh, were photo editors. Uh, business utilities were 15.4%. Phone utilities, 14.1%. Games, 11.7%. VPNs, 11.7%. That's one that you know, a lot of people can fall trapped to, right? Because people, they're very trusting of VPNs, right? That's one of the things they use to to not have, uh, you know, not have their information uh, looked at or, or, or scrutinized so heavily, I guess. I don't want to necessarily say hiding, but uh, kind of hiding for the VPN. So the fact that some of the VPNs are on there, that one uh, probably hurt people a little bit. And then lifestyle apps was 4.4%, right? So, um, but one of the things they say here is that a lot of the iOS apps posed as ads managers for tools for Meta, Meta and its Facebook subsidiary, right? So uh, Facebook, uh, Meta released this, right, uh, on behalf of Facebook, right, because Meta's the, the parent company, and they're like, hey, all right, so we're just going to put this out there. Let's be honest now. A lot of these were ads managers for us, and, and uh, we just want people to be aware of, of what's going on. So, but yeah, these apps, man, like, 
again, like I said before, like it's one of those things where you take, you kind of take your identity in your own hands when you start using these things, right? Because uh, especially when, you you know, you can sign in with Facebook, sign in with Google is an option I've seen. Um, uh, I've seen it with Apple even, you know what I mean? Sign in with your Apple ID, you know what I mean? So uh, this is one of those things where you just, you got to try to do as much due diligence as you can, like research the developers um, of some of these tools, right? Um, One of the things they did in here that they mentioned in the article that I thought was, it was smart on their part for the people that are that are doing wrong here was that they tried to counteract the negative reviews right because usually what people do is they look at reviews and if they see stuff in there that doesn't look good or it's not a good product right you start getting you know in the threes and the twos who would be like nah i'm staying away from that so what they did was they just artificially elevated their their uh, review score by putting good reviews in there so i mean that's kind of smart on their part and it's one of the things that people look for to where you never know. You never know uh, what's going on now, right? Like, what's truth, right? It's like you go to if you go to if you go to a site and you see nothing but good reviews, you gotta be like, ah, nah, that's not the case. Like, nothing is perfect, right? It's like when you re- when I read reviews for things, I don't look at all the fives. I don't look at all the one stars. You know what I mean? Like, I go in between. Give me the two to four because nothing's perfect and nothing seems that bad. But uh, Levon, what's your stance on this, man? What you got? Yeah, man, I think that's that's some great advice right there. That's uh, uh actually. I was, watch, I was watching some other YouTube video they were talking about uh, watching rating systems, not specific to apps, but like he was talking about uh, like Chinese restaurants. If you go to like a, a Yelp or something like that or whatever, you're looking up for a Chinese restaurant, don't find a Chinese restaurant that says like five stars or, or one stars. You got to find some in between because like it's because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, you know, Chinese food, you know, they have, you know, might be a good restaurant. If it has like five stars, it might be like a you know, some posh like Chinese star, uh, Chinese restaurant, like a, a P.F. Chang or something like that. Um, like the ones that are that have the good Chinese food are normally the ones that are like, you know, in the in the in the street somewhere and maybe don't have the best customer service. And like, <laughs> and like is, that, is that the one where he said three point five was the sweet spot? Yeah, right. I think it's like three point five. I read that. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that's kind of true. That's kind of give me, give me some right. tacos. Give me some street tacos at three point five. Right. I don't. You know. <laughs> right, right. That's pretty much what you can tell. Is like, okay, this is pretty authentic. Like, I, I know that I can trust this uh, rating right here. Um, but yeah, I think you gave some great advice. I mean, it's like, uh, it's it's always interesting. I mean, we talked about this before, but just like this, there's so many apps out there, and a lot of apps that are. That have features that may be already available on your phone but um you know it's important that everybody has to like scrutinize they need to scrutinize like these applications before they download them you know besides just looking at the reviews seeing how how many downloads they have and and also just taking a pause and thinking to yourself like do i actually need this app on my phone do i actually do i need a, a extra um um you know photo editor because like you said 42.6 percent of the were, were photo editors which you know most of the stuff in these editors you can do on a Google phone or iPhone. Um, You know, I know there's some specialized photo editors that may give you some more like, I don't know, um, uh, they give you something like a kind of like, put like a mask on your face or something like that, kind of like the, um, you know, like the tick. Yeah, who really, (laughs) do you really need that? that (laughs) So you just gotta pause and think to yourself, like, do I really need this stuff on my phone? Um, But yeah, it's like, especially if these apps, if they ask for like extra credentials, like they need your permissions to access, like, you know, um, you know, your contacts or, you know, access. And like you mentioned as well, if it, if it asks you to log in with a, like a third party account, like use your Facebook identity or your Google identity or something like that, or your iPhone. Um, I, I almost never use that option. I mean, 
unless it's a, a place that I, I truly like um, am confident, confident of that I'll use maybe like a sign in as Google, I sign in my Google, a Google uh, profile, whatever. Uh, but even then, you know, it'll tell you right then when it's when it's trying to sign you in, it'll tell you what features or what what access they'll have to your account, whether just say the profile, I may say access to your contacts, or access to uh, whatever part of your your profile. Um, so it's good to make sure you take a look at that, even if you are using those those options on something that you trust. But um, yeah, I think um, it's just something that you got to be aware of. You can't just be downloading willy nilly any application that you see on the on the web. But I guess with that, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Ryan. What you think about this one? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just good to be paranoid. Like the app's asking you for like access to your calculator and your your flashlight. Why do you need that? I know you make sense. Um, but I, I think the uh, picture editor um, that usually are the highest rated or the highest um, downloads are usually like collage picture editors, right? Because I don't know if you could do a collage from your from your phone by default. Because I, even I have one of those. Um, like, oh yeah, we'll make collage with all these pictures together. Uh, and usually it's easier to download one of those, but I probably have a bad one because <laughs> I always pick the highest rate of one. I'm like, oh, everybody's using this one. Um, so I, I could be also susceptible to it. But just for the most part, yeah, if it's a third-party app, don't sign in through um, one of your, your major um, uh, social medias. Like, stay away from that. Like, if it gives you the option to create a username and password, you can do that, even though it's a pain in the butt. Your phone will remember it anyway, so I mean, um, But I, I can definitely see people swaying that way. But I, I think the, the numbers that you guys left out most of is it was 402 apps, right? 355 were Android, and then only 47 were iOS. Just put it out there. <laughs> Just put the numbers out there, right? Just, no spin zone over picky, here. Picky over there. <laughs> <laughs> they only know they only take a couple of apps at a time. They're like, mm -hmm. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I all I know is since this last major update on my phone, a lot of my apps don't work like they used to. That's what I. <laughs> that's a security feature. It <laughs> is for all that. <laughs> that's right. I just happened to be looking at my Google phone. It does have a, a collage feature in the, the photo app, so I already have that feature embedded. Yeah. I'm not sure about the, the iPhone. I just don't know, but I'm like, I can't figure it out. Like, like I feel like. Um, I don't understand technology sometimes. I'm like, I'll just get this this uh, collage editor real quick. Right. It's how to get you. It's how to get it's you. How to get you. Mm -hmm. And now you got people uh, sending stuff on behalf of your account. Like you see it all the time. Like oh, I didn't send that. Don't 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 um uh, answer the uh, the person sending messages from my account. So he's got to be careful. Right. Yeah. But that pretty much does it for the episode. Uh, definitely continue tuning throughout the week. Uh, Tuesday we're going to talk about. Uh, Department of Energy, and then on Wednesday's discussion, we're going to talk about the, uh, the conviction of the Uber um, chief, I think it was CTO, I think it was the chief technology officer. So definitely tune in for that one as well. Then Friday, obviously, is everything else. So we'll use most TV shows and all that good stuff. Hit us up by all of our social medias. They go by our name. You give me up personally, I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. I'm on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, and uh, Twitter. And you, Levon? Yes, sir. You can hit me on the Twitters at LeVon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. Take care.